Welcome. It's now time for Conversations on Real Life. Hello, And I am Matilda Hernandez, and your girl, Lady Essential. So today, guess what we're talking about? Ladies, look. Okay, I had a conversation with someone else, and it was an older lady. We were talking about younger girls and how they... um, take care of their body. So the conversation with the feminine hygiene. So I have a question for you guys. What what does feminine hygiene mean to you, Diana? Um cleaning your outer feminine um area. Um Knowing about your menstrual cycle and what things are good and what things aren't, I think that's uh, what pretty much sums up uh, feminine hygiene to me. Okay. What about you, Matilda? What do you feel it is? I know for me... I believe feminine hygiene obviously deals with the feminine body part, but I also think it entails not just your outer body, but your your inside body parts too. I mean, I think your whole reproductive system should, how do I want to say this? Oh, goodness. This is hard to explain. Okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Let me go back and regroup. So I feel like your outer body is um, what everybody sees and so forth and so on. But I also feel like our inner feminine cleanliness and health is also important. So when I think about feminine hygiene, I guess I think about the whole person, the whole female body, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? It does. Yes, I agree. I thought I was I was losing myself for a minute. <laughs> so the reason why this conversation came up is this. Let me tell you guys the scenario, okay? All right. So this um I was in the store on the feminine aisle, clearly, purchasing some items. And this lady was there and she was talking to um she looked like she might be a preteen girl or whatever, and the girl asked her why she had to buy certain items. And this woman, she was probably in like maybe her late twenties, I guess, something like that. She said, "Because that's just what you use. I don't know why you use it, but that's just what you use." And I thought to myself, "Wait a minute, this girl asked you a question for you to educate her." and you don't have an answer for her, is it because you don't know or because you weren't taught? And that made me think about the whole person as far as feminine hygiene is concerned. And so that's why I'm asking what you guys think about it today. I just didn't know what to say or what to do in that situation. So I just looked at the little girl and I was like, 
I looked at the product and I told her, I said, you know, hey, because she looked at me with this question in her eyes and I was like, you know, hey, um, it's probably a good product. I haven't used it, so I don't know. And that's all I said, and I walked away. But then I felt some kind of way about it because I was like, I should have been able to do more. What would you have done, Diana, in that situation? I definitely would have, um, you know, you guys know how I feel about reading and doing your own, getting your own information. Uh, Whether you're in a store or pretty much wherever you are, you can scan something, you can look it up, you can get reviews on it. You can get the good, the bad, you know, to find out about a product. So I probably would have tried to look up the product for her or something more organic. See, you're just, look at you, so helpful. Matilda, what would you have done? <laughs> I, I would have found someone. If I'm not um, educated on what she was inquiring on, I would find someone that can guide her on the actual product that will work best for her. Um you know, making sure that I'm giving her the right information or, as um, Lady Essential said, just educating her on what different products um, there that are out there for her. Right, right, right. See, that's why I felt some kind of way because I feel like I didn't do enough. I feel like I should have done a whole lot more. I do. I feel guilty about that. That's bad. <laughs> but that's how I feel. So I, um, I want us to have this conversation because – I think that a lot of um, a lot of younger girls, maybe some younger women, perhaps, don't really need. They don't really understand how to take care of their bodies the proper way. Um, and when I say that, I mean this. For instance, um, as a little girl growing up in the South in the seventies, my mother was adamant about: look, you don't do this. You know, you make sure you wash this. You don't, you know, they were big into the hot water bottles and all that kind of stuff, you know. So um, even if even if she was misguided, she or my grandmother, even if what they were doing was misguided, the fact is there was education there. You know what I mean? Um, there was an attempt to at least teach me how to, to take care of myself. And I don't feel like a lot of these young girls and unfortunately some of these young women don't get that education. So for that reason, I feel like um, they've been done a huge disservice. And for that reason, because they don't know how to take care of themselves, they, hmm, this is touchy. Um, Maybe doing things the wrong way and, as a consequence, causing other problems. You get what I mean? Yes. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Um, totally. Like, when it's that time of the month, do you know how to take care of yourself? You know? Right. Do you know? Do you know the proper way to take care of yourself, regardless of what particular product you use, do you know the proper way to take care of yourself? Um, like when my little girls were growing up, I always taught them when it's that time of the month and you dispose of that product, you don't flush it down the toilet, but you remove it, you wrap it in the wrapper if at all possible, and if not, you wrap it in paper because nobody should even be able to see that. That's not something that, that you just leave laying around. 
and I have been in school bathrooms where that's been the case. And I'm like, you nasty people. Didn't your mother <laughs> teach you anything? I'm just saying, you nasty. I mean, didn't your mama teach you anything? I mean, you just throw it out out there for the whole world to see, regardless of whether your name is on it or not. That's disrespectful. <laughs> But that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm old school, clearly. <laughs> but what's your what's your thought on that, Matilda? <laughs> uh, well, I know um, growing up um, when I was um, when I had to start and I was on my menstrual, I remember my mom explaining to me how um, to dispose it, how to take care of yourself, what to wear, um, to always take an extra, um, you know, pant on um, some panties. Or panty liners. Um, mm-hmm. I know she always said, not flush it under the toilet because it can clog up the toilet. But um, mm-hmm. she also, um, you know, would tell us not to dye our hair while we had our, our menstrual. And, you know, just making sure that, sure, that that, that time that we're taking care of ourselves, but more, more so the disposal part, how to change it so people don't smell you, you know. Mm-hmm. She always said, not use any um, tampons. So I was like, oh, okay, I don't know why, but, but um, <laughs> those were one of the things she was like, don't use that. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, but she was always saying, always wash after yourself. You know, always, always. wash after yourself, change yourself. Um, because if you keep the, the pad on too long, it's an issue. But, mm-hmm. but she was always, you know, she at least was able to guide me. So, you know, when I was able to guide my daughter, you know, it was a little bit different mm-hmm. because they were into tampons. I was like, no, you don't wear that. Because I guess I didn't want to use them. <laughs> right. You know, and I was like, you know, I had an issue. Well, I had an issue because I tried to use a tampon. And after she said, don't use them, you know, I remember trying to use one. And I didn't know how to properly take it out. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, I know somebody who had that issue. <laughs> and that's not a good. But, you know, it, you know, just to, even in schools, you know, I've seen it where they just throw it. They don't cover it. They just throw it in, mm-hmm. as you said, put it in a plastic bag. I don't think that um, it should be seen. People don't need to know that your cycle's on. You know, she just always mm-hmm. said, people don't need to know that your cycle's on. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. What do you think, Diana? <laughs> uh, Matilda, your mom, man, I love her. I can't wait to meet her. <laughs> like, don't use tampons. I can't tell you why, but don't. <laughs> I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of hard because, you know, like old school, our parents really didn't talk to us about sex. So our first conversation would have need to have been had before I tell you don't use tampons because if your helm, Mm -hmm. you know, is in place, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can't stick that there anyway. Um, Right. Unfortunately, a lot of young girls have actually broke their own hymn trying to use tampons before mm-hmm. they, you know, their virginity was even gone. But um, the tampons is very interesting because when you're on your period, your uh, uterus is not just releasing blood, it's releasing tissue. And the and tampon talk. can't absorb tissue. It can only absorb uh-huh. blood. So there may be times where you may have in a tampon and you're bleeding through that tampon or, you know, you have used, there's so many different scenarios that they can go about 
and you may be puzzled and it's like, okay, but you have to really, really look up the information. A tampon cannot absorb like stick tissue, you know, the stuff that your uterus fills up with in case you were to impregnate an egg. So right. a lot of times um, what gynecologists will refer to is a tampon in a sense will back up your uterus. So something you think that you're wearing for convenience, you don't want to smell the blood, you don't want to see it, could be actually contributing to you developing ovarian cancer or infertility or pain during sexual intercourse. So um, it's, it's, you know, our parents had that, and that, you know, back in the day, they didn't have tampons. So they found a way to industrialize the cotton that they're still spraying chemicals on for you to kind of plug yourself up, Mm -hmm. which is not a good thing. Yeah. Definitely could be detrimental to your uh, feminine hygiene. Yeah. I remember. It's interesting how um, different things, you see something and then it sparks memories like, my husband was telling me, and I may get the story wrong, so please forgive me if I butcher it and get it wrong, but my husband moved from uh, New York to South Carolina. And after we had been married for a while, he was telling me about how um, the girls, when he moved down, all smelled like Clorox. They smelled like bleach. And I was like, huh? And then it hit me. It was because... <laughs> Older women in the South would tell you, you know, put a cap full of bleach in your bath water. I don't know why. I guess it was to cut dirt or older or what. I don't know. But that's what they always said. And I was like, well, if they smell like bleach at school, then clearly they're using too much. And um, that's going to be a problem at some point because it's bleach. You know what bleach does. And I thought to myself, wow. Well, I guess they were trying to be clean. There was just more education that was needed, but it really made me laugh when he was like, I couldn't figure out why all the girls smell like bleach. And I was like, well, did it make you want to talk to them or not? <laughs> what, what, you know, did, did it spark your interest or what? <laughs> I couldn't figure that part out. But it made me think about this situation as well, you know, how it was clear a lack of education, you know. Mama said, put a cap full of bleach in your, in your water, in your bath water, but there was no explanation as to why, how it was supposed to be beneficial, what would happen if you used too much, or anything else, any other number of questions. And I'm like, okay, so when my kids were coming up, I'm like, look, we wash every single solitary day. We wash all of us. We don't do a T-zone a wash, you know, breast, underarm, and down the middle to the pelvic area. No, we wash the whole body every day because we don't want to smell, and we change our underwear every day, bra and panty, mm-hmm. because we don't want to smell and we want to be clean. And as a woman, we never know. Sometimes we just don't feel fresh for whatever reason. We just mm-hmm. don't feel fresh. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if, if it's a, it's a, <laughs> right, you know. I can remember in high school, I had my little job, you know, my little 20-hour-a-week job. I would go to the store and make sure I bought my little Massengale was the thing back then. I buy my little Massengale disposable wipes, you know, <laughs> so I could go in the bathroom and freshen myself up if I felt, if I didn't feel like I was. I wasn't doing anything. I just didn't feel fresh all the time. 
wasn't that time of the month. I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want anybody to smell me because that was embarrassing. So I was trying to head that off as much as I possibly could. So, Diana, <laughs> what kinds of things do you do you teach? Because you got girls. <laughs> you got three yeah. little girls. What kinds of things do you teach your girls? Man, it's not always easy, you know. You know, even when they pee, just trying to teach them to wipe to the back and you don't want them mm-hmm. dealing with infections because, you know, they make a mistake and go to the front and it's just all types of stuff and teaching them to soak in the bath and just all the things that comes along with being a girl and having a womb. A open wound for mm. a lifetime. People don't right. think of that. Like, think of when people have cuts and wounds, and it's just like, I'm waiting for this to heal. You, we have a wound right. forever. So the, right. the smallest of things can set them off. So really trying to make sure I find my girls' underwear that are mostly white and don't have mm-hmm. different colored mm-hmm. eyes and stuff like that. Definitely mm-hmm. educating them on the tampons and charcoal tampons. And there's a few stuff that we're going to um, add to the page and under the link after the show. Right now, we want you guys listening. <laughs> we want you all over the place reading this stuff. Like, but we're going to add some stuff under the link that is um, a little bit more holistic, a little bit more healthy um, for women to uh, use and that's less damaging on the body. But my with girls, I mean, they're like kids. It's trial and error. It's just like, yeah. y- y'all know how it is, you know, trying to just stand on top of them and being consistent. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it I, is. I will never, I will never forget um, when I first got diagnosed with MS, um, one of my aunts, she used to come and pick us up every day and take us over to her house and cook for us because, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do so. But my girls must have been, like, about maybe four and six. And uh, they were over there, you know, on the chair playing and watching TV and stuff, and she was in the kitchen cooking, cooking, and I was sitting there, you know, watching and stuff. And so later on that day after we ate dinner and everything, she pulled me to the side and she said, I want to thank you for doing a good job taking care of the kids. And I was like, um, okay, but you're taking care of the kids because we come over here, you cook and do our laundry and everything. So basically you're taking care of the kids. She said, no, I'm not. She said, your girls have on clean clothes. She said, they are over there on that chair playing around, dresses on, legs typed up all over the place and everything. Their panties don't have one stain on them. She said, that's because you are making sure those kids are taken care of. They go to the bathroom. I don't smell them. They know how to wipe themselves and clean up after themselves and everything. She said, that's because you're educating them and taking care of them. And that made me feel so good because I really needed it that day. It was a bad day. But it made me realize that, that no matter how young your children are, you have to start no matter how young they are because you have to build a lifetime of routine and habit for them so that they don't grow up uneducated and and not knowing. Mhm. You know. Lifestyle. Uh, yeah. I know for me I had um three girls because I had the twins um growing up 
at home and, and with Jasmine. And I, I remember, um, you know, just explaining to them how to take care of themselves and certain things. But I remember, um, <laughs> you know, like I said, Jasmine was into, um, she liked the tampons. And I was like, ah, I don't like those, you know. And I think more was because, you know, for me, when you were using tampons, that was me. I wasn't really educated into that because my mom said, don't use those. That's not what you're supposed uh-huh. to use. You use that. And it was more when, for me, I felt like when you're using tampons is because you're having sex because, you know, you have to insert something, you know. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, Right. You know. Well, so I was telling them, no, because. <laughs> I was like, no, because it's going to hurt you, you know. Yeah. I was always telling them to take extra pads with them, you know, the extra panties, um, you know, to change. But but it was different because, you know, when I was raised, it was totally different how my mom was teaching me. But, see, they're in school, and they were talking to other other friends. And, you know, some of the friends were, they were using tampons, you know. So mm-hmm. she wanted to try them, and she, it, she was okay with tampons. But, you know, in my mind, I was like, wait, you know, when you're wearing tampons, because I was taught not to wear the tampons because tampons is, you know, you're inserting something. I'm like, well, that's going to be uncomfortable. But, you know, I always told them to change because people can smell you, you know, and how to, um, how to dispose it, how to clean yourself. And um, to always carry, because, you know, they had PE. And, and in school, you know, they had cramps. And, you know, right. to go to the, to the office. But just wash, washing your gentle areas. Always use, you know, like lukewarm water. You know, to be very careful mm-hmm. not to use gels that are perfume because that can irritate your private area, you know. Mm-hmm. And just explain to them the difference between, you know, the pH balance, you know, certain things that you eat can allow the different smell, you know. So just to educate them, it, it was a lot, but because my mom only taught me so much, you understand, it, it was totally different. For me, I think the kids now are more educated because in school, they're being taught different things. And even though I try to give them the information that was given to me, it was totally different. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I would <laughs> like to hear, um, <laughs> that's not funny. Um, it's just <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, I'm not wearing those tampons because when you do that, that means we're doing something, you know? And I was like, I ain't, I ain't putting that in there. And when I did, oh my God, when I tell you, I, I didn't know how to take it out. I was hurting for hours. I was like, my God, I would never. And I, I, to this day, I've never used a tampon since one time. Well, I had the same experience. That's why I say it's traumatizing. It is. You know? I had the same experience. I was like, oh, God, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So when my kids started them, mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, we're not using tampons. <laughs> no nope. tampons. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hey, they're grown now. They use whatever they use. I don't know. I don't care. I mean, I care, but you know, hey, that's them. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't gonna be using them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was traumatizing. Ooh, PTSD from tampons. I'm telling you. <laughs> I had it, LJ. I, I I could not find the string. I was crying. I was at a, a at a concert for a while, and I was trying to be grown. And I said, "Well, I'm not gonna wear this because I want to wear my little shorts, and I don't want nobody to see my back." Oh my God! When I say I didn't follow instructions that you had to change it, I couldn't find the string. I couldn't even close my legs. I, I would never ever in my life. 
I don't care. I don't care. I don't want to no. see that. Exactly. Oh, Lord. I'm <laughs> over here cracking up. <laughs> I'm for real. I was like, oh, I don't want to see that. And then I see my, my daughter and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. She's smart. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I need to go get a glass of water. Look, we are going to take a break. <laughs> We're going to yes. come back <laughs> after a break, okay, and talk about this stuff. <laughs> You're listening to Conversations on Real Life. Infinity's Dope, a natural skincare company with CBD. Do you know what's in your skincare line? Probably not. Check us out at www.infinitiesdope.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Infinity's Dope. Have too much to do? No time for your family? Busy week, busy month? Call All-in-One Cleaning Service, where we focus on clearing your space and allowing you to bond with your family. It is our job to take care of what you don't want to do on the weekends. 770-912-4878. All-in-One Cleaning. Let us do all that needs to be done at home for you. Welcome back to Conversations on Real Life. Matilda Hernandez and Lady Essentials. So, okay, so we talked about this stuff with feminine hygiene, <laughs> and we talked about the lack of education. We talked about our personal experiences, and we talked a little bit. We touched a little bit on how we can um, educate our children. Do we have any callers who are interested in expressing themselves related to this? I just, um, the lines are now open if anybody wants to call in. We are, who I lost my thought for just a second, old age. Please forgive me, people. Oh, it's going to come back. Hold on a minute. Okay, here we go. So I wanted to touch on how the female body does things that are um, how when we I can't get it out shame on me Lord have mercy how when we are going through our monthly um, Diana had mentioned um, a product for instance charcoal um, product and um, I wanted to Right, and I wanted to ask why that would be beneficial. Well, the um, reusable charcoal pads, for one, it's not cotton, um, and these are the same cottons that have chemicals in them that are sprayed on them. Not all of the uh, chemicals are washed out before that pad is formed. So the charcoal pad, not only is it going to pull the toxins off of um, what would just sit on top of your vagina, they're reusable. You can wash them. 
So, you know, okay. having to constantly buy money every month for something that could potentially take your life. Okay. Um, now, I was going to... I'm ahead. sorry, but I was I was going to ask you what's wrong with cotton. <laughs> I was going to ask you what's wrong with cotton. <laughs> I thought cotton was good. What's the problem with cotton? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the chemicals that are sprayed on the cotton. And I do now see companies that have, um, like, organic, pesticide-free cotton for tampons and pads. Um, However, again, you're still spending money. And it, Mm. you know, cotton is not cheap to grow. So Mm. (laughs) it's it's a whole... uh, it's a lucrative business because every woman on the planet experiences this unless you don't have a uterus. So it's a really <laughs> lucrative business. And, you know, we joke about it, but it's really serious because some conversations about our feminine hygiene revolve around sex, our sexual partners, our previous sexual partners, um, male semen, how that could change your pH of your vagina. Um, You should be washing your vagina. Some people don't know you're not supposed to wash the, you know, the end part of your vagina with soap. It's just water there. Mm. You just wash your water. Some people don't know. Yeah, because I sold people soap, and um, one lady, she got, like, grapefruit soap, which, you know, grapefruit essential oil is a plumper. She washed right. the inside of her vagina with that. Nothing swallows. <laughs> I'm like, you have to. <laughs> you do. You can't assume that people know. You really can't. Right. Because I was telling one guy, and he was like, oh, well, I, I think my wife knows that. And his coworker was the actual one that came back to work the next day. You know, their wife is around the same age. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. So... It's all in the education. There's so many different things that can change the pH uh, in our vagina. And knowing what those smells are, what your natural discharge is supposed to look like, um, all those things, like you said, Audrey, being in tune with your body, what you're eating, um, all of it. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. If you have a UTI and you take an antibiotic and you're a person who is prone to yeast infections, a lot of antibiotics give you mm-hmm. yeast infections, you you won't be on another antibiotic unless you know a natural way to treat that yeast infection. So that you're not gonna have an issue. But either way it's gonna throw your your, your pH off in your feminine Productive, reproductive organs. All of that is going to throw your pH off, which yep. is going to cause go a discharge, to... which is going to cause an odor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. And when you go to your uh, gynecologist, nine times out of ten, they're not going to tell you to start with your diet first. Because if you're having right. mm-hmm. recurring yeast infections, you have sugar. Your, your system uh-huh. is acidic. You have acid buildup in your body. Whether your doctor mm-hmm. is not telling you straight up, you need to lay off the sugar, back away from dairy unless it's a probiotic. But there are natural um, antibiotics you can take because, like you said, sometimes that stuff can make it worse. Yeah, 
And and unfortunately, uh, like you said, doctors don't always, you know, they're in the business to make money. (laughs) They aren't in the business to cure you. It's called the practice of medicine, so they don't know everything. (laughs) They do have a a considerable amount of knowledge, but we're not even going to talk about that, (laughs) me and doctors. But... The fact of the matter is, it is the practice of medicine. So they are in the business that medicine is a business to make money. People who really care about your health, they don't charge you an arm and a leg. They don't have you coming back repeatedly for the same thing over and over again. They tell you what to do to fix it, and you go on your way. That's just how it is. You know, Diana is one of those people. You know, I agree. and and, and I, 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 I like I, I like um Lady D was saying um in regards to the the balancing on when you have intercourse with different people, you know that that smell. Mm-hmm. Um, some young ladies don't know the difference, you know. So knowing the natural smell of your actual. Um, vagina versus, you know, a, a different scent. You know, it's not supposed to be a, um, it's supposed to be a natural smell because there's not peaches and roses, and there's a natural smell. But when you have this odor, and then if you if you're paying attention when you have intercourse, you know, yeah, if there's a different smell, then you know you you mm-hmm. want to look into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some people are told to use dush. And to use mm-hmm. these other washes to kill a smell, but what is it that you're killing? Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. The smell is your body telling you something. Something right. Something ain't right. You got to work on that. You know, fix it. Something, you know, pay attention. You know, it's, um, it's interesting how... Uh, my husband and I used to uh, joke about um, what you call those jealous men and women. Like uh, we were watching this TV show, and this man was like, he accused his wife of cheating on him, right? So he had her stripped so he could see what she smelled like. And I was like, you nasty son of a gun. Anyway, but by the same token, we saw a show and the woman did the same thing. I was like, what? I was like, if you ever, if you ever, <laughs> first of all, if I'm going to cheat, I'm going to tell you. But the fact of the matter is I didn't think about the reason why they did that. It was because, like you said, the pH balance, and, and it changes, you know, when you when you introduce another, um, how do I say this, bodily fluid, it changes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the difference. And, the, and a man... Especially if you're a jealous man, you know what your woman smells like. And if you're a jealous woman, you know what your man smells like. So you can tell if, if they did something and didn't watch first, afterwards, or rather. I'm like, Lord have mercy. The world we live in, man. <laughs> the world we live in, man. But it's, that's something to think about. And when we are educating our girls, since we're talking about feminine hygiene, we have to let them know that, look, while we are talking about your body, please understand it is your body. It's your responsibility. But men notice things. They may not say anything to you, but they notice. For instance, um, as an example, I don't know of, of this happening to anybody, but if you're a girl at school and you sleep around with a bunch of little boys at school and you don't keep your body clean 
Word gets around that, number one, that you don't keep your body clean. So if the boy's not talking to you anymore, that might be why. Because mm-hmm. you're not clean. You know, so if they're not smiling up in your face and this, that, and the other, uh, you might want to check your hygiene. That might be one of the reasons. Now, I'm not saying that to say, hey, this will help you be more promiscuous. What I'm saying is you need to take care of your bodies. That's first and foremost. So while the boys may not say anything, doesn't mean they don't notice. They might not know how to bring the subject up, you know. They're not, the boys at school anyway aren't going to tell you anything. Now, your brother might tell you, ooh, you stink. Because <laughs> brothers right. don't care. <laughs> you know, they don't care about hurting your feelings. <laughs> oh, you stink. Mm-hmm. But. It's never an easy way to tell a friend they smell, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep, whether it's your breath or your body. (laughs) I know that's right. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a a touchy situation all around. That's why I thought to myself, you know, maybe we don't want to discuss this. But then I said, no, this is something we need to talk about because there are a lot of people who don't know. And because they don't, maybe this will give them the confidence or give them some information to help them, and they will be able to rectify the problem or start doing things to make it easier for themselves and at least start educating themselves, something. Am I right? Do you think I'm off on that? No, you're good. Call in if you're listening. Ask questions. Yeah, the lines are wide open. I was looking wide to see open. if there, um, there's anyone um, so they can be able to ask questions as well. Ask questions. Post them on the Facebook page or call in. Either one. We don't mind. We're going to be here for a little bit, and we'll take your questions. In the meantime, I would like for – um. Diana, to give us um, some information on how using natural things can help the body. Um, So I know everyone is familiar with, because, you know, women, we will tend to uh, go to sex parties in terms of like where all women are there and we're going through different products and um, everyone knows the same when they're like, oh, eat fruit and that's the way you'll taste and, you know, all these different huh. things we hear going around. But I would just say the biggest thing is drink water. Mm-hmm. Drink water clean her with water. She's an actual self-cleansing organ, but that's not the same as detox. So she still Mm -hmm. needs to experience detox. And a lot of it is your your diet. A lot of it is your diet. So those are some of the things. First, I would look at how much sugar you're eating, um, of course, a person always wants to know how many sexual partners they're having. Did they notice a smell before or after? If you're even feeling that person, because a lot of women don't realize you could be laying down with someone 
And if that energy is not the same, that could throw your odor off. <laughs> so a lot of us are in situational relationships opposed to really connecting with someone, and that would throw off the pH. Wow. That's deep. So we have a tough job, y'all. We got it. We got the wound our whole life. <laughs> yeah. So we do. Yeah. We have a tough job. It's a huge responsibility, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I How also I... recommend. I'm sorry. My last thing okay. I wanted to add. Under the um, when we're done, we're gonna link under. I would recommend all women look into yoni eggs. And we posted um, a post earlier with some of the benefits, but that's a start. It has way more beneficial properties for your uh, female reproductive system and feminine hygiene. So you'll be able to check that out. I'm sorry, LJ, go ahead. No, you. I was... I was just going to say that um, being a woman isn't as easy as people think. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. being a female yeah. is not as mm-hmm. easy as people think. <laughs> now, I will say this. I would not mm-hmm. want to be a man for anything in this world. <laughs> I would rather <laughs> deal with the female stuff for a woman because I like being a woman. I don't want to be a man. But it's a lifelong responsibility, and that's why we have to start educating from mm-hmm. the time that that child, that little girl is born until you are no longer able to educate because you closed your eyes. It's never too late to learn, and there is never a time when that education process stops. No. And then I, I want to ask Matilda, because she's into fitness, how does that how does that help um, the female body? And when you say, um, for, well, for for the female body, um, like with me, when when exercising and changing, I know one of the things that I I I explain, and I don't know if I'm throwing off a little bit, but you know, changing underwear as soon as you you um, exercise, you know, because again, that can um, if you don't sweating and and you should keep on with the same underwear, that also can cause infection. And a lot of us, mm-hmm. sometimes, if we don't change the sweat, um, I, I also wanted to ask um, Lady Essentials on what does what she consider, you know, sometimes some of us um, like to shave. Is that something that you think is, is appropriate? Because, I mean, we were taught not to because we should keep the hair. And, you know, like I said, a lot of it when I'm ex- exercising, I keep it low. You know, mm-hmm. I change up because, again, after a while, you know, if you don't change, it's like it starts getting stabbed because, I mean, it's the sweat. So a lot of us sometimes don't bring extra underwear when you're exercising, but but you need to change. What do you think, Lady Essential? Well, I definitely think to each its own. I mean, have you guys ever heard of uh, Vajazzle, where people get, like, the rhinestones on their vagina and place where the hair would be? For real? Yes. I didn't it's know. Called <laughs> what? It's called the jazzle. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, like, I think the waxing, yeah, vajazzle. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so people are doing more than just waxing and shaving it, but it really is a preference thing. Um, I know when my mom had her bridal shower, um, it was a Muslim bridal shower, the older women who were there were talking to us about keeping it trimmed because the hair does mm-hmm. have a purpose. It's there for a reason. And I think they feel like, you know, once you're a grown woman, your vagina shouldn't look the same as a little girl who has no pubic hair. Um, mm-hmm. But again, to each its own. Um, sometimes that hair getting too long, it holds on to bacteria. So I definitely mm-hmm. believe in keeping it clean cut. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely, I will agree, keeping it trimmed and keeping it low is way more, uh, I think, hygienic or better in terms of not having smell and bacteria on you. So that what kind but of the nair, I mean, the nair stuff, the whoa. people putting nair down there <laughs> need to stop. I mean, that stuff is so loaded with chemicals, and your vagina actually has the same skin as your mouth and your gums. So anything wow. you're putting around it, you know, your vagina is absorbing that. So you you really have people using nair down there. And that stuff can burn you up. I mean, you can use turmeric, um, yogurt, and rose water. And we can also add this under the link to remove your hair naturally with stuff that's not going to have any chemicals in it. It's food grade. Um, but, yeah, that nair is a no-no. You shouldn't be putting that under your underarm pits or your pubes because those areas are porous. So... Now, that was some information well, that really needed yes. to be known. Yes. I'm saying. Yes. I like that. I mean, I don't do that anyway, so, but still. What the fuck? Uh, we were told we can use Nair, so that's not good. And, hmm, okay. We learn something new every time we talk. You see that? That's why we have these conversations, because every time we talk, we learn yes. something new. Wow. Yes. Yes. Now, I know um, sometimes, you know, young girls, and I know back then we used to wear tight jeans, and I know the tight jeans mm-hmm. can also cause issues, um, you know, when you're wearing tight stuff, and it was so bad that that also gives you an infection. Mm-hmm. And the different panties, you know, silky panties and stuff like that, that also causes yeah. but they don't tell us this. They sell us these products and tell us to wear these things, but it's also causing infections. Yeah, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a young, a young girl, many, 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 many moons ago. <laughs> I, I used to buy, <laughs> I used to buy the pretty little lacy silk panties, and then it occurred to me one day. I was like, oh, okay, something don't feel right. I and I never, I never wore like, I didn't like wearing tight pants or tight jeans and stuff like that. So I'm like, why in the world am I itching? Why am I itching? But then I discovered I'm allergic to nylon. Wow. And so we don't buy anything that's not cotton, but I'm careful about what cotton I buy because 
I'll have an allergic reaction, and I don't want to be itching and scratching because then you think something else is wrong, and that's not the case. It's just an allergic <laughs> reaction. <laughs> I walk around, people think I got cooties. That's not it. <laughs> I'm just having a reaction. So I'm careful about that, but it made me realize that while we have to be so careful about what we put on in that in that area, and then I said to myself, well, you know, just because um, – that area is open doesn't mean we shouldn't also be careful about what we put on our breast as well. You know, um, I don't think people think as much about that because they feel like, oh, well, you know, that's not as sensitive, but it is. You know, you have to think about how you, what your what your bra is shaped like, you know, whether you're wearing underwire or not, if you're wearing sports bras or whatever, you know, what the purpose is, so forth and so on. And so all of those things have to be taken in consideration. And all of that is a part of feminine hygiene, whether people realize it or not. Your breasts are included in your feminine hygiene. You know, that's why you make sure you wash under them, not just the top part, but you wash under them and the nipple, under the arm, and all of that so that you don't have the funky breast smell. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. The, the funky of, smell. Yeah, yeah, the funky breath smell. <laughs> That's the only way I know to describe it. So, you know, you have to make sure, you know, make sure if it's a hot day outside, you know, and, 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 and the girls are close together, they and you're a person who perspires, then you may have to go in the bathroom and take a paper towel or a washcloth or whatever and wash yourself up under there because sweat has probably run under there and you might need to clean that up a little bit so you don't have the funky breath smell. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I could be wrong. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm glad I got that out. <laughs> I'm glad I got that out. So, so, ladies, is there anything else that you guys want to add before we go? <laughs> I think that's it. The panties <laughs> are evil. <laughs> okay, well, you got to explain they're, that. What? <laughs> stay away from them. They're evil. <laughs> she said panties are evil. Why are they evil, Miss Diana? They're essential. Why? Well, you have centuries um, of history where women didn't wear them and they don't have those vaginal problems like we have now. So we got to look at the industrial period and when they started adding things that are convenient for us to come outside and do all these things on on our menstrual. And that really should be a time of resting and detoxing and healing. Um, but, you know, industrializing convenience, they started developing all these things to be cute and for us to still be able to run around and do this and do that. But with that has come the rise of something that people don't even think about how many women die from ovarian cancer and different, you know, vaginal things, infertility, not being able to have children, so many different issues. So. You, you do have to look at the panties because it's something that even the first 
um, underwear that were invented for women were baggy. They were meant the for women to still have air and circulation. Yeah. They were long trousers. Yeah, the bloomers. Yeah, the bloomers. <laughs> so, yeah, as, yep. as they got tighter and closer to our skin, holding moisture to our skin, um, again, that same cotton with dyes and chemicals and sprays in it. That's why they say wash your underwear before you wear them, but then you have the chemicals and the detergent. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? That's why I'm like, the panties are evil. Just get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice. And then they won't complain. To about. <laughs> I'm sure they don't. <laughs> and then they won't complain. Just keep like maybe 14 pairs for your period. So, you know, you could big twice a day and do whatever you do for that part but that evening. Yeah, I'm sure men pretty pretty much like that part. They <laughs> do. <laughs> like, oh, none. Okay. <laughs> all right then. And we're all talking, but we didn't get any male perspective. Because what we, we think our vagina is not fresh, it may smell good to a man. That natural yeah. scent Matilda was talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The scent of a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, and they know we what uh, they do. Do we have any men? Mm-hmm. Do we have any men? Yes, men call I mean, in. Check here. No, I don't see any men in the, in the queue. There's some people in the queue, but they don't want to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to force them to talk. Okay, you call in, but you just want to listen. I got it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys listening. Yes, we do. You're welcome. Oh. You're welcome. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was going to be like, hold my thoughts for a guy calling in or something, but uh, I, we didn't have one, so I feel like I, I need to speak. First of all, no, we don't like that natural scent when it's funky or not smelling right. So I just want to make that known. So, no, that's not the scent of a woman we're talking about. Or Johnny Gill wasn't talking about that either. He talking about the nice, clean scent. And now um, the whole thing Diana was saying about doing away with the panties and stuff, I think that's the wrong approach. Um, I think she just, yeah, she's just trying to advocate for that going commando. That's all that is. But, yeah. There's already a lot of women out there that just not doing any panties and really to be honest, they, they need to be wearing some. I mean there may be some women out there who don't, you know, can go without wearing the panties. Just the ones that's doing it right now, stop it. That's not about you. <laughs> we we need uh, you know, some other ladies that's not gonna wear the undies or whatever, but but I just wanted to say that because I, I heard how strongly Diana was talking about do away with the panties. And, I mean, Diana, if you just go, go commando, just go ahead and go commando with this. Whatever works for she you. She said they're you know. evil. They're evil. <laughs> she said evil. Yeah, the panties are evil. Don't say that. Some, 
So, so many women don't understand that. You will start a whole movement, women with no underwear going on, and they probably really need to wear some, you know, especially when it's hot now. Try that campaign in the winter when it's a little cooler or something, you know, not when it's hot, back it is. Okay. So once again, you ladies did a great job. You really did. Thank you for your time. Thank you, man. Thank you for making our face hurt. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank you all. Join us on the first um, first Saturday of the month. That is um, October. Bye. Come back.